Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Today I'm going to be sat with Tim Dawes and his daughter and we're going to be talking about child.org and uh, all the great things that they're doing there. Tim is uh, running a few events, oh, these two events, <laughs> in Shrewsbury uh, to try and help out. Um, his daughter works for child.org and uh, he's very proud of what she does and uh, to support her he's running a couple of events uh, one of which is um, a poetry um, evening with, uh, with with cheese and wine and um, that's going to be on the 20th uh, of this month uh, so make sure you look for that on Facebook and check it out I'll be going as well so even you know because I'm going it's a great opportunity to go I'm joking. Uh, but no, it's a great, great opportunity to go and uh, support a great charity, um, and and yeah. So I've, I've also uh, this weekend I woke up. Well, was yesterday actually. Yesterday morning I woke up and uh, I read the news that um, uh, Zach Oliver, uh, the the four year old from Telford, uh, that was uh, trying to raise his last year, late last year, was trying to raise five hundred thousand pounds to try and get over to Philadelphia. For, uh, for treatment for a rare case of leukemia. And um, everybody rallied round. Uh, there was a, the Zach Fest. Uh, everyone was wearing red for, for Zach. I was I was get, giving him a bit of a, a boost on on, um, on my other podcast and reaching out to celebrities that, you know, kind of um, are around my, my show and stuff uh, for help. Um, so I, I really tried to help. I got into it late on, so I couldn't really organise a good charity thing. But we try, tried to raise awareness. So when I saw the news this morning, uh, yesterday morning, should I say, about Zach's um, Zach's cancer free now, um, and uh, so he he raised the uh, five hundred thousand pounds. He got over to Philadelphia. He had the treatment, and this brave little boy is now cancer free. How amazing is that? You know. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant story. Um, it's definitely movie worthy. Uh, God knows what that family have been through. Um, but all I can say is I really do uh, admire their courage and bravery and well done to, to Zach. Um, and I really do wish him the best. Um, and I'd love to get him on the show. I think it'd be a, a great interview to be honest, you know, a good, oh, good hour just to pick the brains of, of the parents that have been through just absolute, uh, hell and torment but also you know this this amazing thing that's happened at the end you know so anyway uh, this is <laughs> this is the um, this is a great episode i did with, uh, with with tim i got to speak with him and his daughter um for the first sort of 20 minutes and afterwards we talked a bit about uh, i mean i really liked him and uh, we spoke a little bit at the uh, during the darwin festival but we couldn't really spend a long time sort of talk, chatting about him, you know. So it was good to talk about his poetry and, and what he does because he's a good guy. And um, I wanted to share a bit more of him with you guys. So hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you've got any comments, uh, anything, any suggestions, make sure you write them down, send them to me. Um, uh, the, the email is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us uh, on Facebook. We've got the Facebook group there, the Issues with Biscuit podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you very much uh, for all your support. And uh, well, I'll catch you next week. Enjoy the show. Peace out.
Hi, Tim. Thank you very much for coming back on the Shoes with Biscuit. We had a bit of a chat, didn't we, during the Darwin Festival? We did, yes. Darwin Festival's all finished now, all wrapped up. They're really good. Yeah. And now we can move on to talk about other things. Um, but that, that festival was quite great. I, mean, I was very time-constrained, so we had a very small chat. So it's, it's nice to have you on. I think I did say... You know, with what's going on with this and what we're about to talk about. Child.org, yeah. Child.org. Yep. And joined with us now is your is your daughter, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. All Hello. the way all the way from the big place down south. In London, are you? Yeah, I'm in that London, yeah. In that London. Um, oh. the, I'm in the Child.org office. Wow. And so, so how did you how did you get the, the job at Child.org? It sounds like an amazing job. To have. Oh well, uh, what a question! Um, so I've worked with Child.org for about four years. When I came to work for the charity, there were actually just uh, four of us in the room, um, running, working with com- uh, companies in Kenya on the ground to deliver projects. And yeah. to, during that, and I used to work at a um, at cancer charity, um, and my boss came over to be managing director of this charity, and he called me up and asked me to come and work for Child.org um, and during that time we've rebranded the charity we've launched our own um, we've launched our, a new office in Kenya we've got our own office in Nairobi we've hired our own Kenyan staff we're delivering our products on our own um, out there as an organization um, and there are now about 20 people employed by the organization that sounds amazing Sounds like you're um, doing quite a bit there. Do you, have you been out there to see see Ken, the Kenyan orphans, offices and things? Like? Yes, I have. Yeah, I've been, I went out a couple of years ago to run some training with our new Kenyan team on uh, collecting and telling stories um, of our beneficiaries. So That's to amazing. help the guys here, um, yeah, know what we're doing with all their money. So yeah, it's been really inspiring. We're we're very closely linked with the Kenyan team. We're on Slack with them all day. We chat with them all the time. It's like we're in the same office most of the time. Um, but yeah, it really is. It's something else to go out there and see what the that's what sounds, the work is achieving. She's doing a good job. Doing a yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they're yeah, very proud of her. Yeah. And uh, so I was I was looking at your website. Uh, it's and uh, it's really cool. Uh, there's lots of lots of information, lots of things to do. And I, I was reading part on uh, Team Mom. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain what Team Mom is? So Team Mom is a huge deal for Child.org. We're a, a very small charity and the biggest fundraising campaign we've ever run before raised yeah. about £6,000. Um, Team Mum is aiming to raise £150,000. We're working with um, mother and baby brands and bloggers and companies and influencers um, across the country who are getting on board. Um, and it's essentially a partnership between Child.org the mums in rural Kenya who we're working with and the mums here in the UK who want to change the lives of women who are giving birth in difficult circumstances. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and the coolest part is it's supported by the UK government, which, again, is the first time that we've worked with the Department for International Development, um, which means that if you donate in support of Team Mum before the 30th of April, the UK government will match your donation with UK aid. Sounds brilliant. Sounds brilliant. And what does this? What, what does the money go to? I mean, of course, I know. I've been on the website, but let the listeners know what what the money goes to. What what, what people are sponsoring? What they give money for? So what we're trying to do is create pregnancy support groups in rural Kenya. So this is uh, in Kenya, one in 26 babies die before they reach their first birthday. Um, It's a place where it's actually really dangerous to become a mum, give birth or indeed be born. Um, And one of the ways 
one of the really simple ways that we can really make a big difference in this area. All the evidence suggested by just supporting mums with the kind of basic health information and support that they would get here in the UK. Yeah. Um, you think about when you have a baby here in the UK and you're supported by the NHS and you have an NCT group and you can Google on the internet what to do if you're experiencing something and you're wondering if it's weird or if it's wrong. Um, and you make a birth plan and you make a plan to have your baby in a safe environment and you know how that birth's going to go and all of these kind of things. It's just providing that exactly the same information to the women yeah. who are living really far off quite remote parts of Kenya where it's hard to reach them with health service. I bet someone, uh, say if someone came from Kenya, freshly from Kenya and was just, you know, moved over to the UK and they'd see what everything that like uh, pregnant mothers get over here might make them feel a bit pig sick right you get the bounty packs you get the you get the some people get grants you get you get quite a lot compared to over there you know it must be quite hard to see it's quite extraordinary like actually while i was working on the campaign my sister daisy had a baby and so it was really funny um working in with my team in kenya and experiencing what that system's like here in the uk at the same time yeah. i remember going to went to an nct class with my sister and then the next day i was having a conversation with my colleague cheerio about we were uh, delivering baby boxes in nairobi to mums for a safe place for their baby to sleep um and to encourage them to go to postnatal care and i i'd put the local emergency number on the top of the box because we had these are the warning signs to look out for contact this number if you're experiencing any of these and cheerio said to me she was like we there's no point putting that number on she said we'll be a laughing stock no one rings that number no one comes um and i and i said well what do i said cheerio what's what's the point of putting these warning signs for mums to look out for on the box if there's no nowhere to go and I was like can they take their baby to a health centre and she was like oh yeah that's what we'll tell them to do so these mums who don't often don't have transport have to get their baby to a health centre if they're seeing something wrong so when you hear those small examples about um the differences you can see where the discrepancy and like survival rate happens it's not like one big disease or thing that's killing all these babies it's the accumulation of lots of small things. Um, most of the mums in Kenya, for example, in our last programme, we had nine mums uh, involved in the programme who had twins. Um, and only one of those mums could afford to have a scan before the pregnancy, before she gave birth. Uh, the, the scan didn't show up that she was having twins. So all nine of those mums were completely unaware that they were having twins until they arrived. Oh my God, um, that sounds, that sounds so, so bizarre. You're kind of used to, in the UK, scan after scan after scan, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we couldn't, yeah, when Otis, my nephew, was born, like we couldn't have been more aware of what that baby was going to be like. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's a completely different world, isn't it? You know, people take for granted in this country the small things like, you know, being able to go to the shop and buy paracetamol and antibiotics and, and you know, the the small luxuries that we get like that you know so i think it's really important that we do our best to help because it's not widely available over there by their government obviously so let's mm -hmm. do what we can um and what you what are you up to tim are you you're helping aren't you you're trying to do your bit. well i mean all over the country people are running various fundraising activities yeah. as ellie says uh for every pound that we manage to raise um, the government will give us another pound towards it, and that's going to make a real difference. I mean, you know, just just ten or twenty pounds makes a massive difference. You're talking about that translates into a a, a service for an individual uh, mother in in Kenya. So um, yeah, there's lots to do. So I'm I'm running a couple of very simple events, uh, just really to to help and support. One of them is um, tomorrow, actually. 
uh, tomorrow on, not on the one this goes out. So it will have already happened. <laughs> it just shows that you're progressing with yeah, things. <laughs> we're starting with just a simple coffee morning uh, tomorrow. And then on April the 20th, uh, we have uh, a number of women coming into my house, which is uh, 72 Abbey Fullgate. Uh, uh, come along there at 7.30 because we're going to fill the house with people listening to poetry. Uh, and there'll be wine and cheese and, you know, a general convivial, very informal uh, atmosphere and poetry mainly by women, about women and uh, about the experience of being a woman and uh, I'm gonna, women I'm gonna and go. children. Yeah. I'm going to be there. It sounds very empowering. But I'm going to be there. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, well done for doing that. You know, so not only just uh, being a great uh, patron of this, but supporting your daughter as well. That's really cool of you. You know, um, I was just looking at the. She, she supported me rather a lot over the years. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, th- I think she's still in credit. Uh, you know, I, I'm still in credit, or she's still in credit, or whatever it is. I used to run. I, think- I used to run festivals uh, at one time. <clears throat> I'm sort of more or less retired from that now. But um, uh, it was it was always all too easy to pick up the phone and say. Oh, what are you doing next weekend? I could do with somebody to help. Go and wave a flag for me. Yeah, bless you. That's cool. Yeah, um, we, say, we say in the charity world, if you can't persuade, if your staff won't ask their family and friends to do it, then you can't ask strangers to do it. Like it's a sign of whether your fundraising offers and like what you're asking people to contribute to and do to contribute to it is going to work if you're happy to ask your friends and family to do it. And like the support from my friends and family on this campaign has been incredible. Getting through to um, a stranger in a very short space of time, it can be a matter of seconds. It's really hard. And I'm speaking from a really selfish point of view now because I was trying to, I was trying to get interviews for the the Shrewsbury Biscuit around Christmas. Hey, are you ready for Christmas? With a microphone. And, and people just, they're rude. <laughs> they're rude. I wasn't expecting it. Like I can't imagine what what people like from child.org or whatever come charities standing on a high street trying to get attention from people. It's hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah, we're hoping to do a bit of that at, um, around Mother's Day. We've actually got a slot to have choirs in Waterloo and Paddington stations in London. So we're hoping that we'll be able to find some choirs to volunteer to come and sing in the station and ask for people to donate on the spot there. So I think that'll be really lovely. Well, as long as you don't ask me to sing, I don't think that would be uh, productive. <laughs> <laughs> people, much of a will pay you to, people will pay you to stop. It so. would, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, love it. Oh, God. Um so yeah, you're doing this. Uh, so I was looking at all the different packs and things that the, the the options you got on the website. So there's like the ten pa- a ten pound for ten pound you can buy a what's the 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 starter pack the baby starter pack. What's in that then? For... Yeah, it's actually a more difficult question than you would think because we haven't started creating the program yet because we haven't raised money for it yet. So the oh, okay. exact contents of the pack will be desert, part of um, part of what we need to pay for is the design and of specific aspects of the pregnancy support program yeah. so i like i one of the things that i know is going to be in it is a weighing bag because um we know that mothers in this area sometimes they're going to the uh local health centers and then they unless they bring their own bag with them for the baby to be in to be weighed then they don't get to find out the um the weight of their baby which is a really important health indicator that's so that's one of the things that will be in the bag um likely like baby hats that's something we've given out in the past and they'll yeah. um um nappies that kind of thing um reusable nappies but the main actually the main function function of that baby support pack if you pay the 10 pounds and pay for that is it encourages the mum to come along and start attending the groups um and what we found 
what we found um, previously is like encouraging mums to attend that postnatal care is one of the barriers that you have to get through because if you're not provided with those services at the moment you don't find out how useful they are until you go so one of the really important functions of providing mums with the pregnancy support back is they go along and they attend all the training programs. Building that relationship and, and kind of encouraging them. Exactly yeah and we, you know we, we found with women's groups that we're running in country at the moment that once you once you bring the women together they see the value of having that community and supporting each other and then those groups will just go on and on and they're sustainable as well it's not something that we're planning to fund forever into the future it's a program that's designed for us to set it up and then hopefully the impact of it will just go on and on it sounds great it really does sound great i mean the website is fantastic it's really bright and it seems like you found you found a way to communicate with people you know people people do want to help you know um but there's a lot of people that will just walk by now now no, no. I mean, I had a guy uh, knock on the door for Hope House the other day, and I'd love to help him out. But I do, I do do a lot for charity. I'm, I've got this stupid hair at the moment. I'm growing my hair for a year for, um, for uh, to for raise awareness for alopecia and cancer. You know, I want to make a wig for someone, <laughs> hopefully. Oh wow! Uh, um, so I'm walking around like an idiot for a year to make money. Yeah, uh, you know, because I, I kind of look like Bill Bailey at the moment. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, Tim's been seeing me go to these events for the yeah. Darwin Festival. I've had a baseball cap on because my hair's just gone poof. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah. it's nice to see people want to help. And you found a, a way of communicating with people. You made quite a bit already, and that's really good. I hope you make the whole 150. Yeah. You know? I once did a month in pyjamas for child.org. That was pretty good. Really? Yeah, your mother yeah. did that as well, didn't she? Yeah, my mum joined me for a week, yeah. Yeah. It was easier to do in London because no one cares what you look like. No one I can imagine commuting to work. My mum in, in like her local town. She got a few more odd looks. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind that though. I've got a couple of cool onesies. I've got Batman onesie upstairs. I rock the Batman onesie down the street. Um, yeah. What would you encourage to, uh, people to do? I mean, I know your dad's uh, taking part and you said there's people countrywide doing things. What are people doing? Is there anything that stands out to, to mind? Like? Um, so something really easy actually to do if you work in a team or an office, we have a royal baby sweepstake option. So if you go to child.org slash go team mum, you can find out how to run a royal baby sweepstake, download it put all the names in the hat, guess what um, Harry and Meghan's baby is going to be called and make a donation as a result of that. Um, it's really, like You can just donate. If you go to child.org um, slash team mum and donate, your donation will be doubled. People are having cake sales. People are doing, this week is International Women's Day, so lots of people are holding International Women's Day quizzes. We have a quiz pack, so if anyone would like to hold a quiz at their local group we can send you the questions for that that's been written by a feminist quiz company down in london it's absolutely hilarious um and what else have we got uh people are doing supper clubs so cooking for their friends me and my um, fiance sam are running a, a bad place themed supper club wow. um themed on the netflix show the good place where we're going to cook loads of meat and um I love that Kristen Bell. Yeah. I love that Kristen Bell. Have frozen yogurt. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like really any kind of fundraising that you do, we're here to support you with it as well. So, if you go to child.org and get in touch with us, ask us what we've got some beautiful posters, leaflets, donation envelopes um, that we'd love to send out to people if they want to get involved. Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of material. I mean, the quiz material is quite stunning. I mean, there's, uh, you know, you get the whole lot, you get the answer sheets, you get the sort of posters. You get the um, uh, the picture quiz round and all that sort of stuff, and all you need to do is print it off and go, basically. 
Sounds you great. Even get, you get wonky boob bunting in the. Uh, you, you in the I wasn't going to mention that, but yeah. <laughs> what's, what's this? A <laughs> feminist company who wrote the quiz for us. They're very, uh, they're very big on like body body positivity and demystifying of human okay. So if you if you buy the International Women's Day quiz pack, you have um, cut out and decorate boob bunting that has boobs in all different shapes and sizes. Um, that you can hang around your house. And who doesn't want one of those? Who wouldn't want to do something <laughs> in your Invite the in-laws yeah. round. I'll oh, just enjoy my bunting. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Shrewsbury's ready for that yet. But maybe it is. Who knows? I don't know. There's lots of great maybe things coming at the moment. Uh, you know. Yeah. When my um, when we came up to visit my dad, my sister was breastfeeding right in the middle of Shrewsbury Market, getting her. Yeah. Good. Um, well, <laughs> I've I've always waited for because my my wife is very positive about breastfeeding, feeding things out. I, mean, I was wait, I was waiting for that one guy to come off me like you can't do that in public, but it never happened. I mean, people yeah. I think people are more positive about it than no, they do. Think. I saw I was in last week. There was somebody breastfeeding in the, in the market. It's quite common now. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the market yeah. seems to be the place where people go to breastfeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great place. You can get a gin while you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you come up to? Uh, do you come up to baby sleep? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you come up to Shrewsbury often then? See if your dad. Yeah, quite often. I think they're talking about coming up over Easter. Yeah. yeah. I love Shrewsbury. It's like I have really fond memories of being up there to visit. Um, my grand lived in Telford when we were growing up, and we always used to come up for Easter. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Me and my, we came up, we went around um, the Abbey for Shrewsbury's town fair um, when my dad had just moved up, and I came up with my boyfriend, who's very like city. He's like he was born in Hong Kong and then has lived in London for most of his life and he walked in and everyone was like oh hello how are you and he was like all oh, these people are talking to me <laughs> they're, so, they're so friendly why, why are they all talking to us they don't know us and I was like oh yes that's what yeah. I like I like shoes because it's like a hybrid it's kind of a busy town but it's not like I mean I was in London about three weeks ago and it was oh my god it was crazy I took my little boy to see Big Ben which is a mistake because it's wrapped up at the moment you can't even see it yeah, no. and we were Walk, right we walk around there and it was like a rock concert honestly it was that busy i was just like you couldn't move um so it was nice to come home to to this you know kind of a bit little bit of in between yeah yeah you forget we i always think everywhere else is quiet because we go there at the weekend but i forget that it's quiet like that all the time yeah 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 you get used to it well i hope this um, this this goes really well um I, I think it's a really great cause um there is, there's definitely a an overwhelming gap growing between the rich and the poor. We could sit here and talk about that all day, um, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, it shouldn't be up to us to help. So I'm glad that the government are kind of yeah. doing their bit as well. You know, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people like, criticising, you know, um, how much we spend on on our, on UKA, but I think it's one of the yeah. best things we've done. It's something that makes me really proud of being in this country yeah. that we are, have taken the UN commitment to. Point uh, seven percent of of uh, GDP in, in in overseas aid, and that's you know this is just a, just one of many millions of examples you hear of people saying oh it's all going on arms and all this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. It isn't. It's going to support charities in the field and local organisations that are really doing doing good things. So you know it's great yeah. to know your taxes are going in that direction. Yeah. I would really love people to know how um, how great the project has to be in order to get this uk aid match like the level of like due diligence that child.org as a small organization has gone through the application that we 
process that we went through, um, the impact, the, the potential for impact that we had to prove for these pregnancy support groups, the level is so high. It's you know above anything that you would have to in a, in a normal day job come and prove the impact of something to get funding for. It's yeah. actually it's incredible, and I think if if the members of the public knew how how wisely um, that UK aid match money is allocated when they're working with charities that think people would be much more hopeful about it and let's be honest like two million is nothing nothing is it i mean there's a very slim amount of budget yeah for but the... focus properly you can do a lot of you can do a lot of good with two million pounds exactly yeah, yeah it, it's about focus and how you use the money really isn't it i mean compared to what 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 else we waste our money on you know two million for us is nothing yeah. but to kenya be amazing um, it's a lot cheaper than brexit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's, it's costing us already and it's not even gone through yet. Um, <laughs> um, so what what would suggest for, are you going to be doing uh, this this again next year, Team Mum? I hope so, yeah. We'll see how it goes. But um, There's a lot of yeah, buzz about it. Is there have, a lot of people talking yeah, about it? Exactly. And if you donate to Team Mum as well, there's an option to um, donate to Team Mum monthly. So if you're interested in funding not just this programme, but child.org's mother and baby programming going forward you can sign up to a monthly donation and we'll send you adorable emails about all of the cool stuff that we're doing mm. in kenya we've got some exciting plans in sierra leone um yeah our mother and baby stuff is really expanding and it's an exciting yeah. time to get involved so is the worst place in the world to be born i was reading the other day isn't that right yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's one of the most dangerous places to give birth. Certainly yeah. one in 17 women in Sierra Leone die in childbirth. One in 17? That's women, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. That's it's one of those countries that are war-torn and just left to get on with it, wasn't yeah. it? You yeah. know. Uh, terrible. You know. Well, look, listeners, I, I really do encourage you to try and help. Um, visit the, the website, child.org, and there's a thing there that says Team Mom, red letters. Just click on that. It takes you, takes you to all the information you need to know. Um, about this uh, at the moment and there's real lots of really good information as well you can read and you get to see everybody else that's involved with this um i really do really do wish you i've got so much empathy i've got too much empathy i suppose i'm kind of like oh, i want to help you and i want to help you and i want to help you but i really do help you do well with this because it's a good cause thank you so much for talking about it it makes a big difference to us no, you guys are Salopians and you're doing good things, so I'll definitely have you on, you know, no problem. Um, what I'll do is I'll let you get on with your day at work and I'll finish off chatting with you, Pops, and uh, thank you very much for chatting to me. Um, See you soon, Thank Ellie. you very much. Thank well, you very much. Thank you. Bye. See you now. So that was Ellie. She's gone now. Uh, we can finish off the show. Uh, you seem really proud of her, what she's doing there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's uh, she's great. Yeah. I mean, she's the oldest of my three kids. I'm proud of all of them. But, uh, yeah, they, they've all made themselves, a, uh, cut themselves out of space in the world, which is terrific, really. You worry about your kids. I mean, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing very well. Yeah. Fantastic. And they've got good partners and, uh, you know, I, I in, mean, in good position. Despite the position they're in and, and the, the jobs that they've got, which are brilliant, you know, it's that, that having that kind of want to kind of help people is kind of something I'd be proud of my kids when they get older. If they wanted to go out and help people I'd, uh, and have that kind of drive, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I won. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I won the dad game, you know. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations on that. That's, that's really cool. Um, what Are you going to do this again next year? Have you got ideas to maybe go a bit bigger and better next year? Because, oh, I, I, you know, I'm a sort of person who 
uh, is always up for something if if there's something going. It depends what it is. You yeah, know, I want to get I want to get involved in the Darwin Festival again next year. I'd like to get lots of other things. Yeah, that's and what, I've actually written that down. There's the poetry of... thing is something I've done before because I I founded and directed for the first two years the South Downs Poetry Festival. I was going to ask you about that. I wrote that down. And, I poetry. Um, you know, I've got sort of I'm I'm not uh, extensively. In, I mean, I I. I write poetry very badly, by the way, very, very badly. <laughs> I'm sure Whatever it's not. you do, never buy anything that I've written. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ellie's a poet as well, but she's a performance poet. She's, she's a much better poet than me. Uh, but the, um, you know, uh, there's, poetry is certainly growing in, in, in Shrewsbury. There's I a find, lot I of poetry it, events going on, and that's good. I find it really powerful, poetry. Um, I've got a work of a colleague who, who loves her, her, her poetry and. She'll read a poem to me, or she'll she'll she she she's very animated when she says it, and I almost don't know where to look when someone's reading poetry to, to me. And I think it's because it's so powerful. Um, it's a great art, though, you know, to be able to not only to write it but to perform it, you know, is a great thing. Well, anybody can do it. Anybody can write poetry. Not necessarily any good, but it's. I encourage people to to try and write creatively. It's just about relaxing and. You know, banging things down in, the, in on a piece of paper and then spending the next six months putting them together to something that's viable. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of you can teach people to write poetry. Yeah, um, I bet. And <clears throat> as long as you, it's, uh, we live in a world where everybody's very straight jacketed, and this is what I am. And you know, uh, you can't write poetry like that. You have to relax and really, you know, sort of take your time and then think about it more carefully. But it has to come out naturally to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. A lot Anything of that going on with that? Lately? Have you got any plans? Uh, well, I've just signed up to go to the Welshpool Poetry Festival, which is just down the road, and that that's third year, second year, third year. Not sure. I went last year, and it was very good, really, really good. So uh, let me see, seventh, eighth, ninth of June this year. In oh, okay. Um, Send me a link. I'll put it on the on the Facebook. Yeah, group. yeah. Let, do have a look at it. It's. Uh, um, I think they've got. Um, uh, trying to think, they've got Jonathan Edwards, who is a, a poet who's won the Costa Poetry Prize before, a uh, school teacher from South Wales, really nice guy, Jonathan, lovely poetry. Um, and I've forgotten who else they've got. Uh, there is a, a girl in Wrexham at the moment. I think I know what you're going to say. I've forgotten her name, but she did a gig for me uh, and I did a poetry gig last year, or was it the year before? Last year. I found a, an excerpt from the, the leader. It's a young girl. Um, yeah. Evra? Yeah, that's right, Evra. Yeah, she's Evra really Rose, good. right. Yeah, Evra Rose, yeah. She's a very good performance poet and very committed. And she's, you know, she it's a real, uh, um, she writes from the heart and uh, it's very... Uh, it's very good stuff, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing, she put a video, because I I grew up in Rexford, I grew up there, and um, as much as I wasn't a big fan of the town, I am very much in awe of the the pride of the people, because, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, and I saw her thing on Facebook, uh, this is the same video now, and you know how I was saying, that poetry kind of, oh, it makes me look away, and sometimes I find it really hard to stomach. This, actually, I I watched it, and I was like, oh, you know, it was really good, it was really strong, She's really proud about it. Well, if, if you don't like poetry, it's because you haven't found the right kind. Yeah. There are so many different <laughs> kinds of poetry. Would you agree know? with uh, that rap is poetry? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, I, really, I really like that. I mean, anything that is about um, using words in, in a way that is artistic or is different to just stating your meaning. 
straight off. Anything that is a little bit more that uses metaphor or uses, you know, uh, rhythm uh, is poetry. So uh, we have prose poetry these days. We have all sorts of poetry. Uh, and um, there is there is certainly a poetic expression for everybody. But um, I think that the thing is people tend to get thrown rather strange poetry at school. Uh, yeah. Encouraged to write something which is rubbish, and then they disappear, and they never look at it again. And that's a mistake, really. I think I think I could write poetry if I had a bit of time to think about it. Like I had um, a guy who's doing a rap battle at the um, the butter market on the fifteenth um, here last week, and um, they, these guys these guys they come up with raps on the spot. You know, they kind yeah. of think about these instantly. Yeah. And I was like, I, can't, I couldn't do that. I really, yeah. Yeah. That's a very special kind of clever. Um, you always got something in the back of your mind you can pull out. And uh, people do that on slam poetry as well, which is very similar. Kind of what thing. is slam poetry? I've heard well, it's just a competition thing where you, you um, basically you have uh, normally performance poetry, often sort of semi-rap, competing against each other and you know, the audience chooses whichever. I find it a bit too in your face, to be honest. Yeah. But I used to be, uh, I was a guerrilla poetry poet for years and I, I've given so I'm getting too old for that now so I don't do that so much <laughs> but you uh, old men approaching you in the street and saying can I read you a poem it's it's getting more dangerous particularly, <laughs> particularly the way the streets are these days you know uh, so um, but uh, that that to me is the ultimate expression of poetry if you can move somebody you've never met before and isn't expecting it uh, you know, I've made people cry in pubs when they're not expecting a poem, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, that's that's my kind of poem. I'm glad to hear that you're really open-minded about it, like you know, especially with the the whole rap thing, because I, I feel I feel like if you've got a creative outlet and you've got a way, to, if you if you find it as a way to kind of escape for a bit and, and create something at the same time, do it by all means. You know, write yeah. something down, you'd be surprised. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, there are. It's like it's like it's like music. I mean, there's, there are a thousand different one types of music. They're all music, and somebody might like Mozart, and they probably wouldn't like, you know, The Grateful Dead. You know, it's a kind of but somewhere in between. You know, yeah. and there may be people who like both Mozart and The Grateful Dead. You yeah. know, and you just in order to the only way you can find out is experience as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, I read a, quite a lot of poetry. Um, and there's a lot of poetry that I find I can't understand, and I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I, and and you know, a lot of modern poetry is very, very esoteric, or some of it is very esoteric. Yeah. Uh, but um, a lot of it is also very uh, accessible and, and easy, especially uh, with social media and the internet. Yeah, you can grab yeah, anything now, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, have you got a favourite at the moment that you're reading? Favourite poet? Yeah. Maybe you want to give no. someone a local shout out or anything? Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, I just. Well, last night I was, Liz, I was reading Liz Lafroy's pamphlet. Uh, Liz lives in Shrewsbury and okay. runs the uh, uh, poetry open mic, which takes place at St Nick's on the. Oh dear, it's on Facebook. I was going to say the third Thursday in the month, but I'm not quite sure that's true. <laughs> but it's at St Nick's. You can, if you look at Facebook, if you look at Shrewsbury open mic or Shrewsbury poetry. You'll get that there. Um, Liz is a nice poet. I like I like Liz's stuff. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I hope that what you're doing with Child.org, uh, you know, it does it does what it's supposed to do and more. You know, and I really feel like there there is <laughs> there's always room for something new in Shrewsbury. I mean, maybe we can get our heads together and create a Child.org 
I don't know, I'm going to say festival, but festival's a word that's thrown around Shrewsbury quite a lot because it's, it's what the, the kind of town yeah, it is. Yeah, we're going we're getting to like the Orkney Isles, aren't we? Yeah. We're festival every week. <laughs> we're party town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but maybe, yeah, maybe there's something we can do to really, you know, fill the buckets, as I say. <laughs> I think the reason we haven't had a poetry festival in, in Shrewsbury is because there has been a, a tradition of a poetry festival in Wenlock, of course, and... Uh, so a lot of people in Shrewsbury um, have supported the Wenlock Festival, and the Wenlock Poetry Festival is still ongoing, but it isn't a big festival like it, like it has been in the yeah. past. You know, which was sort of attracting you know, one of the biggest poetry festivals in the country. Uh, and it's well, a shame. It's a shame because it, yeah, I mean, you've got a place like Wen- um, I mean, I've just got the last hotel room in Welshpool for the poetry festival to stay one night because <laughs> there's only one hotel in, in Welshpool uh, and there were no Airbnbs in case you want to look I've looked you know so you go on the train you know you only have, you, there's only one hotel you can, the prices seem to go up dramatically during the festival <laughs> which is very funny annoying. how that happens right yeah <laughs> when you need yeah, whereas, I mean Shrewsbury hasn't perhaps hasn't got enough hotels but at least there's a choice of places yeah 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 Shrewsbury. of course yeah and, it's quite welcome uh, I think if you're going to run serious festivals it's important to have that kind of infrastructure and that capability. And, and uh, then, of course, you get pushed to running them in places where nobody wants to come, like in the middle of winter. And stuff I'll tell like you that. what I heard the other night, actually, and it, I, I don't mean to bring it up, something I did on a different show, but I was speaking to um, a very famous guy from back in the noughties called John Edney from a band called OPM. They were big. They, um, they sang Heaven is a Halfpipe. And we were doing this on interview. And he goes, hey, man, you're from Shrewsbury, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, is that near the Iron Bridge? And I was like, yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, man, we, we did a music video right there. Yeah. And you can go on YouTube, you can see that there's, that there's in, a shit, in a field in Shrewsbury, there's a guy sat topless drumming in a field. I was like, God, you guys are from LA. It must have been freezing. It's just really odd to hear, like, these people just suddenly start talking about places around Shrewsbury and yeah, Iron Bridge, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. We're famous. Yeah, We're famous. oh, yes, yes. Just the... the, the the right venue for any film location. <laughs> any film location, people there now just, you know, just it's in, got so many amazing Get in touch buildings. with us and we'll find you somewhere in, uh, in Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah it, absolutely. It isn't just Charles Dickens and Christmas Carol. And these guys weren't exactly doing a period piece either. No, no, so. no, I'm sure they weren't. No, no. Yeah, the Tudor stuff is there, the but we do, it, we, do other, we do rock stuff as well. Yeah. Is there any event that's coming up? Uh, I mean, we've just finished the Darwin Festival now. Is there anything coming up now that you are interested in? Like, that's made your ears prick up um I, well i mentioned the the Welshpool festival i mean there are, there are other poetry events coming up um i can't think of any there's none that i'm involved in i mean there seems to be i mean i find that in shrewsbury you know suddenly uh things happen and you don't necessarily hear about them i mean I, on wednesday night i'm going to the um Henry Tudor House uh was as a, a comedy act on oh I yes i did see the name yeah, of the comic yeah. uh and it's like you know um, you, I, I, 31 days is pretty good reference uh, document for what's going on in, in, in uh, Shrewsbury but even that doesn't catch everything and there are things going on uh, I tend to go to the, the Whiteman Theatre and uh, they seem to be getting together and doing some new stuff they've got Frankenstein big production of Frankenstein coming up uh, you know, and that's a professional production and that's the only venue in Shrewsbury that does proper professional plays You know, all due respect to the uh, the Seven Theatre, they, they they just bring people in for a night who are doing tours, and those uh, and some of that's very good, and there's quite a few things going on at the moment. But 
it's not the same as running a doing a proper play run for three weeks or four weeks or whatever, which is what they do at the Whiteman. I do want to get to a show at the Whiteman at some point. Yeah, uh, I'll go and see Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, I do. Speak to him night so it might give you a press ticket. <laughs> I do. I will get in touch actually because I I do want to help like a theatre or something. You know, kind of help um, push the agenda. Well, look, thank you very much for coming on again. We've had to have a real good natter this time. Last time was kind of like, uh, Darwin Festival, let's go. Uh, we did the sidebar thing, which was really good. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, how was that? I mean, is there enough uh, indication there that you're going to bring uh, another sidebar back? Uh, there are people who are uh, interested. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed about that because I'm not a scientist. No. You know, I'm supposed <laughs> to be a poet. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I brought two very well-known uh, scientists to the festival on the basis that they were the two scientists I knew. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of out of famous scientists now. Yeah. Uh, but there is certainly there were a number of people who want to get involved in running the sidebars. They were successful, and yeah, they uh, were. yeah, I think we'll probably do them again. Yeah. I mean, you doubled your numbers, didn't you, on the second night? Yeah, it's about thirty. And, so, and and also the the lectures at the university. Um, uh, I mean, the second one was about sixty people, so yeah, yeah. and quite a lot of kids there, which is great because they they get to see somebody who's it's, actually uh, done a career in science, you know. So, wow, uh, that I, I think that's that's important. And I, I do. I, I'd like to see more connectivity uh, between um, you know things that are going on and and the schools and the colleges and so yeah, on. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, there's, there's there's a market and a hunger for this kind of thing. You know, so that's, I think we should do it. Um, well, thank you very much for coming on the show again. It's thank been, you, Alex. It's been uh, great talking to you. Uh, it's been great talking to you too. Guys, remember, uh, check out child.org and make sure you check out Team Mom. Uh, there's the red letters at the top of the website. Uh, yeah, the poetry event at my place, by the way, on the 20th is on Facebook. It's a public event on Facebook, so you might find That as there. well. That's, that's one of the reasons why you're here. Uh, <laughs> check that out, guys. It's I'm going to be there. Come say hello to me, if anything, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Dad. Wine, cheese, and poetry uh, sounds like a great night. Thank you very much for coming on, and I hopefully get to get you on again to talk about something else. You know, poetry maybe. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, make sure you give this episode a like and a share and a subscribe, and uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Peace cool. out. Thank you. Bye.